Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you checked out all the new handicappers at Wager Talk? If not, here's your chance. You can take 50% off your first daily or three-day all-access purchase at WagerTalk using coupon code TRYWT. Our new roster of experts is 30 deep, covering sports from all around the world, giving you tons of options to choose from. All you have to do to redeem this offer is go to wagertalk.com, choose a handicapper of your choice, and use coupon code TRYWT at checkout, saving 50% on your first purchase. Happy Friday, everybody. Friday starts weekend, and we are here to make your weekend a profitable one through the props betting market. We're going to be focusing, of course, on the big two NFL games that we have going on. I am Andy Lang with wagertalk.com. Joining me, as always, my fellow prop masters, Matt Josephs from sportsmemo.com and Andrew McGinnis from wagertalk.com. Guys, it's a little bit sad. We only got three NFL games left, but... We got a lot of props to deal with, uh, four teams with tons of players and uh, props that we've been betting on all season. So we're going to break down those. We'll talk about a couple of extra sports, and then we will do our best bet at the end of the show. Um, I guess we can just uh, get right into it, guys. Uh, 49ers and Eagles, Matt. I mean, the Eagles, you've been on them in that division this entire year. So get us started. 49ers and Eagles. What are we expecting uh, from this game? I will say I checked the weather report. Weather looks great for this game. Very little wind and like in the 50s, uh, almost 50 degrees uh, before kickoff. So we should have perfect conditions here. So get us started on your thoughts, 49ers and Eagles. Well, um, I mean, to me, it, it, the way I think it's going to go is somewhat simple in terms of the Eagles have kind of shied away from running the ball when the opponent is really good stopping the run. And San Francisco is number two. And kind of when doing my research, the Eagles have only faced one team in the top 10 of rushing defense. That was Tennessee, who is number one. Uh, so to me, and I've already played some unders on Miles Sanders, the thing that I've kind of talked about with regards to Miles Sanders is a lot of people are going under on his rushing. Well, I actually like the under on his rushing and receiving because he adds nothing receiving-wise, and you're getting the extra protection of 10-ish plus yards uh, from the rushing number. Uh, you know, if he does catch a pass, it's not going to be for very long. It'll be for like five, six, seven yards. So to me, if you're looking at fading Miles Sanders, which I would do here, uh, you look at the under for the rushing and the receiving. The other thing with regards to the Eagles uh, is I'd look at A.J. Brown. 
you know, he was kind of frustrated last week. He's not 100%. Um, he was very frustrated with the lack of targets and everything. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is one of those guys that goes out there and purposely feeds guys when they're unhappy. But I'll remember back in the early part of the season, there was this kind of underbelly of, like, Devonta Smith didn't get the ball enough, and then the next game he got, like, 12 targets. So I feel like Jalen Hurts, especially since they're best friends and things like that, will, will target A.J. Brown early. I don't know if books have first reception. Um, I think first reception could go to A.J. Brown here, but then again, the 49ers might know that too. But I think there's some value here on extra with A.J. Brown because I just think that he was unhappy last week. He's close to 100%. The 49ers you could throw on, and I think that they're going to feed him. So that's my thoughts on the Eagles. I don't know if we want to do all the Eagles stuff and then go around to the 49ers again, but that's some of my thoughts on the Eagles here. Sure, yeah, we can do the Eagles. Um, I'm, I don't know, did A.J. Brown – realize that they didn't need him (laughs) last week like when you're a big aj you don't you're not throwing the ball deep every time like calm down you you had an easy win like get healthy for the next game i didn't quite understand uh him being upset (laughs) there a little bit but uh i'm with you squeaky wheel could get the grease andrew uh let's talk about the eagles any takeaways uh from last game and how you think it affects this game for philly well, I think there's going to be. I might be looking at some uh, some sack props there for for some of the Eagles guys. I mean, their pass rush is really good. I talked about last week how I think that you know I, I said to somebody this week, I said I think the Eagles defense is underrated, and they said to me, "What do you mean underrated? Everybody talks about it all the time." And I just think that well, all I hear about is the explosive plays offensively, the deep balls they throw, and the you know the awesome highlights they create. I don't really hear much about the defense and the pressure that they cause to quarterbacks. So potentially going to be looking at more tackle and assists and, and, and sack props than I have in the past. But uh, Andy, to be honest, the, 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 sh- the play that I came to the show with um, as far as the Eagles is concerned is the Miles Sanders under on his rushing yards. And that's kind of one that Matt already mentioned there, but um, I really like taking a look at teams. Number one, obviously besides Tennessee, this was, you know, this, uh, this Niners defense was, you know, right up there with them. And when we saw him go up against, um, when we saw him go up against Tennessee, he did not do very well at all. And as a team in general, we we need to we we understand that the Eagles are going to you know spread things out a little bit. And you already have a quarterback that runs the ball. You've got several other guys that are going to have the ball in their hand. And I just don't think it's enough space. It's enough attempts for him to be able to get over this number. And that's kind of what I like is when you look at, first of all, just a, a you know, the, the rankings in general, a team that's really good against the run. And then you also look at the fact that there's several options on this team. And also when you have a quarterback that runs the ball, it, it can definitely take away opportunities for running backs. And I just think this number is a little bit too high, but um over one and a half passing touchdowns is something I'm interested for Hertz. Uh, I know a lot of people like him in general to get into the end zone himself, but um, I, I just see that that number for him at one and a half, a lot of quarterbacks we see two and a half with, but for him, I think we've seen him do it consistently. We've seen how many, how many options they have, how many big options they have in the end zone. And re- realistically, I haven't seen them run the ball that much in the end, in the red zone, um, you know, especially early in the drives and on first, second down. So, but that Miles Sanders under is one of my favorite ones going into this week. I think they're going to be a, a really pass heavy team. And even if they are running the ball, I don't think he's getting the ball as much as some might expect. I could not agree with you guys more on Miles Sanders unders. And of course these plays all correlate. I really like Jalen hurts over his pass attempts. 
Uh, 32 and a half is his pass attempts. He only needed 24 pass attempts last week, only had 16 completions, but again, didn't need to do much. And I loved that he seemed to just get an extra week of his shoulder healing up. Didn't take any, you know, big shots. He didn't have to, you know, overexert himself. So when I look at Jalen Hurts, uh, take away last game that he didn't need it. He had over 31 pass attempts in his last four games. Obviously he had a, uh, he missed several games with the injury, but we look at the last two quarterbacks that San Francisco played in the playoffs. They had 35 and 37 pass attempts and, you guys have done a great job explaining that this is the way to attack the 49ers is through the air and, and number one wide receivers have had big games in the playoffs against them. So if they're not going to be running the ball with a whole lot of success, San Francisco allows less than four yards per carry in the playoffs. Their defense has been well documented how good it is. Uh, but I think if they're going to throw, you got to look at Jalen Hurts uh, to go over his pass attempts right now. It's 32 and a half. I love that number. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite plays along with Miles Sanders on the under. Let's jump to the 49ers here, Matt. Most People talk about the 49ers defense, and for good reason, but let's talk about this offense. Brock Purdy is the big story for them. They got a lot of weapons on this team. Is there anybody we like or don't like on San Francisco? Well, I'm hoping the pixie dust ends that Brock Purdy's using because he's thrown quite, I mean, pretty close to like 50 interceptable passes <laughs> and everybody keeps dropping them. I mean, what, last week it was Trevon Diggs. Uh, I think it was also a uh, corner, uh, a linebacker for Dallas had a chance for an interception and he dropped it. I'm, I'm hoping the Eagles can actually pick one off. Uh, Darius Slay is due for uh, an interception. So, I, look, I don't love I don't play the interception props as much as you guys do. But I mean, I think Purdy's due for one. And then the one I kind of looked at that I don't know if a lot of people will is uh, Purdy's rushing yards. Uh, the Eagles are pretty bad at, at, at uh, defending rushing quarterbacks. And if you look at some of the guys who have actually gone over their number, the first two weeks of the season, Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins, who are not known for their mobility, went into double digits. Uh, Davis Mills, another guy, not known for his mobility. He had close to double digits in terms of rushing yards against the Eagles. And, and I think that this is one of those things where last week, you know, you, you kind of mush rush a little bit in terms of trying to keep Daniel Jones in the pocket. I think uh, this week it's kind of just come at Brock Purdy from all different angles and things like that. So I think, you know, it was one of my smaller plays for the weekend, but I think there's some value on Davis per, uh, Brock Purdy's over on his rushing yards. He has the mobility. He just hasn't cho chosen to use it yet. So, um, we'll see if that's something he does on Sunday. Andrew, take on 49ers. Anything that's uh, catching your eye we need to look at for the San Francisco 49ers? Well, Andy, I wanted to come on here and talk about some, you know, rushing props and different things, whether it's under or overs for certain players. But, of course, there there are some injury issues and guys not at practice, certain lines not up and things like that. So uh, that's kind of frustrating a little bit. But I will say, again, they are another team that, that spreads things out quite a bit. So. Um, I understand there are so many guys out there and a lot of people are going to be loading up on, you know, the top players and everybody wants a McCaffrey touchdown and McCaffrey rushing yard, but there's lots of different guys out there. And, it, you know, I was kind of, you know, pinching myself here because two weeks ago I had Elijah Mitchell props and uh, it doesn't do anything, gets like four yards. And then last week he leads them in rushing yards. So that's just <laughs> the way she goes sometimes guys, but uh, I'm right there with Matt. I uh, I'm, I'm already going to hundred percent lock in Brock Purdy to throw an interception. To me, the odds are, um, much better, actually, more generous than I thought they were. I see minus 130 at, at most places. I did check around. Um, but I got to keep rocking with a play that that I've been just pulling trigger on every single time. And 
it's George Kittle props here with Brock Purdy. I mean, he's averaging over five receptions. His targets are are up there every single time. And I think he's catching like 78, 80% of his targets right now. And he's kind of become that safety blanket. And that play we saw last week, guys, where pretty much everybody, the coach, Kittle, Purdy, everybody just said, yeah, this was not the plan. You know, Kittle just, you know, hats off to him, made his own play. He stretched the field, saw he was open, made an unbelievable catch. It just seems like he has that relationship with Purdy and that connection that he's going to have his back and be there for him. So um, I feel like that's a good call to uh, take a look at his um, receiving yards. I would take a look at the receptions as well, but I do think a lot of the the catches that he makes, guys, will be a little bit deeper anyway. So uh, I think it would be kind of a, a time for looking at the receiving. Um, and I want to ask you guys, uh, Andy, I guess up next to you here about uh, Debo. I mean, is where do you look at with him? He's running the ball sometimes, catching the ball a lot, obviously. But this is, a, like I mentioned, this is a team that we're not seeing a lot of props up there for certain players right now. But they have a very spread out, countless guys that run the ball. How do you approach that when you're looking at a team that maybe, I don't know about you, I expect them to have the ball on the ground a decent amount. Yeah, well, I mean, he had the huge game against Seattle, both rushing and receiving, and then Dallas, I thought, did a really good job on him. I mean, he only had four catches for 45 yards. He rushed the ball four times, but only had uh, 11 yards total. So, um, actually, Matt, I'd like to bring you in on this. How do you think the the Philly defense is going to match up against this uh, against the 49ers. I mean, are they going to try and stack the line and limit McCaffrey? Are they going to try and one-on-one on Debo? What do you expect uh, for from a Philly perspective? You know this team better than anybody. I think that they're going to – I don't think they feel like they need to blitz uh, on passing down, certainly. I think they feel like their front four is just going to get there. And if Avante Maddox plays – then I think you're going to see a lot of Avante Maddox on uh, on Juwan Jennings, and you're going to see a lot of CJGJ on, on Kittle. That's not to say Kittle's not going to get open, but I think that's the best scenario. If Maddox doesn't play, then the Eagles really have to decide if they're going to put CJGJ on, on Kittle or if they're going to put him on the slot guy and kind of have a bunch of people on the tight end here. I think they're going to run a lot of zone. Uh, so I think that th- what they're going to do there is is basically just assume their front four is going to get pressure like it's done all season and kind of cover a little bit on early downs. They might stack the box a little bit against McCaffrey, um, but I think they're going to run a lot of zone and I think they're just going to use that front four to get the pressure that they think they're going to need. Yeah, I, you know, when we're talking about the 49ers, I, I would uh, I, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here, Matt. I, I like the 49ers field goal props. I think this is a, a really, really tough matchup for them. I could see them moving the ball a little bit, but not being able to score once they get inside uh, Philly's territory. And uh, I, I, I think Sam Fran is going to have to settle for. Uh, quite a few field goal attempts and, you know, Robbie gold has been good four for four from for field goals last week. Weather should be really good. No, no moisture uh, uh, field should be good and pretty decent weather conditions. So I would look at Robbie gold over his made field goals. I think this offense is going to struggle to punch it in to the end zone, kind of like what we saw last week. So for San Francisco, uh, I'll be looking to fire away on, um, on the on the uh the the 49ers special teams and Robbie Gold in particular. So um we're probably going to come back to this game but let's move on to the Bengals and the Chiefs. We can start with the Bengals Matt uh 
So we got the offensive line issues with Cincinnati. However, they're playing great. They seem to have the Chiefs number. So let's talk about Bengals. A lot of guys with big names that we've been playing props on all year. What do you like from Cincinnati's side? Well, I'll start off with a, a thing I gave out uh, yesterday on Wage Talk Today, uh, Sports Memo Today, excuse me, uh, hosted by our, our wonderful producer, Dan. Um, I was very surprised to see the first half team total here. Um, you know, it came out on Monday and it was 10 and a half for the Bengals at even money. I'm like, all right, I'm going to wait a little bit because when it's even money, uh, that means there's a chance it might flip to, to down a little and go to nine and a half. And it never did. It stayed to Tuesday. And so Wednesday, I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm going to take it. So I have um, the Bengals over 10 and a half in the first half. Uh, you look at what Burrow's done against the Chiefs. Uh, he's gone over this number in two of his three games against them, had 17, 14, and 10. Um, and it's just obviously I need three scores most likely because the Bengals aren't randomly going for two. But I, I, I think the Bengals offense is going to move on the Chiefs. I, I don't believe in this Chiefs defense. I know that uh, the Bengals offensive line is a giant question mark. I, I understand that, but I don't it doesn't scare me that much because the Chiefs pass rush isn't. It's probably on par with the Bills' pass rush. I don't know what you guys think about that. But um, I, I think the Bengals can score some points here. I'll take a shot. I got it at even money. It's no longer even money. I still think it's a good play. But at even money, when it came out on Tuesday or Wednesday, I was like, all right, I'll take it. And then the other guy that I'm kind of focused on is Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, I, like, I know a lot of people are going to put Joe Mixon into their props and things like that. But Samaj P. Ryan's getting more and more time. And if we're lucky enough to get a two-minute drill, he's the two-minute drill guy. Uh, the Chiefs have given up the most receptions and second most receiving yards to, to running backs this season. Um, so why not take advantage of him? Of course, you can go with, with Mixon. I got in early on P. Ryan. It's gone up a bunch of yards since I got it early. But I think Samaj P. Ryan's definitely worth a look. I put him in my DFS lineups this weekend instead of Mixon to try and fit in some other guys. Interesting. I like that P Ryan look. Uh, I uh, I'll, I'll talk about mixing here in a bit. Uh, Andrew, from Cincinnati's perspective, we got Burrow. We've got all those receivers outside of the offensive line. The skill position players seem to be healthy. What do you like for the Bengals? Yeah, I mean, uh, guys, I just wanted to mention that uh, you know sometimes you can look at the past couple games. We can look at last year. Obviously, we have something to look at as far as last year and. T Higgins seems to be on everybody's uh, hate list right now. I mean, I, I haven't heard one good thing about T Higgins in the past few weeks. And, you know, I, I think that this is an opportunity where we saw what happened last year, where T Higgins had 103 yards and Jamar chase had around 50 less than him. And I think this could be an opportunity for, you know, what's been the very clear wide receiver too to have a big game. So um, I haven't locked anything in on him hundred percent yet, but I think that it's something that that's worth noting. And I think that despite a couple of the recent performances and some things we've seen out of him, as far as even targets are concerned um, that last year performance and in the playoffs, sometimes you see that number one guy get covered so much. I mean, how good has that connection been with Burrow and Jamar chase? It's unbelievable. He's someone that, you know, uh, gets touchdowns every week. It seems like he's very reliable, but I think T Higgins might be that guy for them. But also another guy I wanted to mention um, was Boyd. And I think Matt mentioned him last week on the show. Uh, I'm looking at his receptions, not, not yards, but receptions. This Chiefs team, uh, according to a lot of analytics I looked at, they're not good against depth receivers. They really put a lot of emphasis. They just put, they throw everybody on the top dogs. Uh, and you think you see Boyd's numbers are, are very, very low, not very high. And it could be a sneaky play. Uh, and he's hit this in three straight games, over three and a half receptions uh, against his Kansas City Chiefs. So as far as this specific matchup goes, he's someone that's done very well. 
and uh, a player that I'm eyeing this week that uh, I haven't looked at enough this season. And I believe Andy, I've heard you talk about a decent amount here on the show and on different shows is Pacheco. I mean, um, this isn't as much about um, Mahomes injury, but this is a little bit kind of about just establishing that play action, establishing the run and his number I'm seeing, you know, 47 and a half rushing yards. He's gotten better every single week. And let's not act like this Bengals rush defense is something to write home about. I don't think it's that great. I think he'll get the ball consistently. He'll get lots of touches and do very well. So uh, is he somebody you're looking at this week as well, Andy? Um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I'm going to talk about uh, the, the Bengal that I was that I was prepared to. I thought I was going to surprise everybody. And then RJ uh, comes up with it in the chat room. Shout out to RJ and shout out to everybody in the chat room. Love you guys. Um, for the Bengals, I, I'm excited about Hayden Hurst again. This guy's had a great run. I knew that was going to be the guy you are going to say. Yeah, he's had a great run in the playoffs, and uh, he was he was a hero, a, an absolute genuine hero in the last week of the regular season because he, he he caught four catches, which got him over his incentive for his contract, which we all cashed because we knew they were going to give him a bunch of catches. So he had four catches in that game, and then just look what he's done against Baltimore, four catches on six targets for 45 yards. Against Buffalo, he had another six targets. He caught five of those for 59 yards. Uh, his receiving, uh, his receptions prop is three and a half, but it is a little juicy. But his yards is 34 and a half. This guy's had 45 and 59, and they've been spreading the ball out. They've been doing a really, really nice job using all their weapons. And uh, we mentioned, or Andrew, you did a good job mentioning T. Higgins. And, uh, you know, maybe he struggles again, but Hayden Hurst has been a guy that's been reliable the last couple games. And sometimes we see these guys catch fire in the playoffs. Maybe it's Hayden Hurst, but he's done a good job with not dropping the ball. He's gotten some uh, yards after the catch. He has uh, two catches of 18 yards the last couple weeks. So he's gone over his longest reception prop and he caught a touchdown last week. I don't think sprinkling uh, him on a touchdown would be that bad of an idea, but uh, I love all of Hayden Hurst props. I love his yards probably the most, but I do love his receptions. And I, they have his longest completion at 15 and a half gone over the last couple of weeks. So I think Hayden Hurst has a good game. That could be a really, really sneaky pick for, uh, for Cincinnati's offense. Uh, let's talk a little bit more in depth about the Chiefs. Andrew already uh, uh, sprinkled Pacheco, Matt. Uh, Chiefs, obviously Mahomes, the injured ankle. Uh, the media did a great job fawning over Patrick Mahomes walking down off a stage and saying he didn't limp. And I was like, well, yeah, he also didn't have defensive linemen trying to tackle him. Uh, so uh, Mahomes' ankle, I mean, we we kind of have to play doctor a little bit and guess how effective he's going to be. How are you approaching the Chiefs' props for this weekend? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, since I keep taking all your guys' big names, I'm going to go with my favorite little name uh, for this one. <laughs> And, um, I mean, it's a guy, it's a, I think he's only up in DraftKings. Uh, I took the over on Justin Watson. Uh, Justin Watson's receiving yards was, were eight and a half. 
Um, he's gone over this in three straight. He's gone over this in eight of his last 11. Chances are he'll only need one catch to do it. If you look, I don't know if any of the books are going to offer his longest reception, but if you look at all his receptions, they're pretty long. And the key for guys like this is you look at his snap count. He's gone over 50% of the snaps in nine of his last 10 games. And so he's developing as a guy that Patrick Mahomes is relying on. And when you do a Google search on Justin Watson, you see some of the catches that he's made. Um, and I think that the, the Chiefs are going to be throwing the ball it's still a lot. I mean, it's not like they're going to just completely abandon the passing game because Mahomes isn't 100%. So uh, I'm I'm in on Justin Watson. I think there's a chance maybe he gets a touchdown here. Uh, look, who's he got to beat out? MVS? I mean, MVS is, is a career, you know, four wide receiver on every team it feels like he's on. Kadarius Tony sounds good in theory, but like, you know, Kadarius Tony in theory versus Kadarius Tony in reality is two different things. So I'm in on Justin Watson. I think that um, he's going to have a good game on Sunday. He's going to go over that eight and a half yards and I'm going to look like a genius instead of a dope next week when he catches nothing. I, I have to say a career number four is one of the best nicknames I've heard. Easily the best <laughs> nickname you've given a player, man, since we've been doing the MBS, the career number four. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, we don't see I don't see the longest reception on Justin Watson, but would that not be amazing if Justin Watson's receiving total was eight and a half and his longest reception was eight and a half? Uh, they they can do the exact same number on on two different props. Uh, Andrew, you mentioned Pacheco. I have to agree completely. I I love the way Pacheco runs. I I I've, I've been a fan of his this year. Any other Chiefs that we're looking at on the in this game? Yeah, well, I guess I can't say Scantling, or else Matt will just call me out on that <laughs> one. So I can't talk about him. I guess uh, I guess he's someone that's just not worth anybody talking about. Um, well, guys, I I mean. There's certain times and places to look at rushing yards, certain times to look at receiving yards. And as we talked about, there's certain times to look at both combined, whether it's an under or an over. Um, and I, I'm seeing right now rushing plus receiving for Jarek McKinnon over 61 and a half at minus 120. Something I'm very interested in. Uh, we saw him really get involved uh, last week in the rushing game. But I feel like we can see more from him as far as the receiving department is concerned. I will. I do expect a spread out offense from them. I think, guys, this is an opportunity with the Chiefs, maybe even in comparison to the Bengals, where we might see a little bit more of the depth guys compared to, I think, with um, with the Bengals. It'll be a lot of the top-heavy guys that are used to getting loads of targets. So um, he might be a guy I'm looking towards, but... It wouldn't shock me if if we see it heavily set on on one of the other, you know, like he ends up having a big running game or he ends up catching a, a pass and going breaking for 20, 25 yards. Jarek McKinnon is a guy this weekend that I have circled. If I'm playing him, I'm most certainly playing the rushing plus receiving, but he's definitely somebody I had my eye on. And uh, we talk about interception prop for the last game. Does anybody think we could see an interception uh, from either quarterback in this one? Because um, I, I think, you know, just kind of like, I remember, I think back to, um, that game that I was at, 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 uh, Gillette stadium, when I saw the jets and Patriots and I gave out Zach Wilson not to throw a pick. And I was just on the edge of my seat. Every time he threw a ball in someone's hands, pretty much, this could be one of those games guys where we look at something very similar, where obviously you've got two quarterbacks that everybody keeps talking about, talking about how amazing they are. Uh, you can get minus minus one twenty or minus one ten on uh, no interception from Mahomes, on no interception from Burrow is minus 130. I think we could see a safe game here with these two guys, the two sharp passers. This could be one of those ones where we look the other way 
instead of expecting someone to throw one, we bet on someone not to throw one. What do you guys think about that one? My initial lean would be for Burrow not to throw one. Uh, Mahomes, I'm sure he's going to throw the ball away instead of taking any hits, but I could see a, mm-hmm. I could see a couple of uh, panic throws that that maybe go awry or get tipped at the line. So I would I would stay away from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I would lean Burrow from playing a not interception. Matt, you have any opinion on the interception props for these guys? I um I mean Burrow I think I'm a little worried about him taking a chance and it getting picked off but yeah I mean I could see no interceptions my worry about Mahomes is if his mechanics are slightly off because of the injury maybe it's bothering him a little bit more than we think um plus there's supposed to be you know some decent wind gusts on Sunday maybe that kind of gets a hold of one but yeah I, I could see what you're saying Andrew and by the way you could talk about MVS career number fours uh have props too you can certainly bring him up at least he doesn't need to. It, it, he doesn't take any big hits. It's hard not. It's, it's hard to get hit hard when you when you don't have the ball a lot. So he's got a lo- he's got a very long career ahead of him. So. You, you know what's funny is like uh, if you take a look at his receiving yards, guys. Then you look at his longest reception. It's not that much of a difference, right? Because they're not expecting him to get the ball that much. And anytime he does get the ball, it's usually not a five or six yard dump off. So the funny thing is, if I was to play you know, Valdez Scantling, I would be looking at his longest reception. And that might sound kind of funny, but because the guy's not going to get the ball very much, but I feel like when he does, it might be, you know, I think the number is 18 and a half or 19 and a half yards. So uh, he might not get the ball all game, Matt. And then the one pass he gets could be for like 25 yards. So uh, (laughs) watch, watch it happen. Now that we mention it. (laughs) Uh, That's true. I, I, the only thing that I would lean uh, maybe for the Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes under 286 and a half passing yards. I mean, are we 100% sure he's going to finish this game? I mean, you get tackled the wrong way, that ankle is going to be really, really banged up and hurt. Um, I just don't think he's got the mobility to get out of the pocket. They can claim that he's feeling good and you know he's always a full participant in practice i'm guessing i'm guessing defenders are not allowed within 10 yards of him on the practice field so i would i would i'm not really sure if i'm being sold on this patrick mahomes is a 100 percent ready to go so i if he misses a series or anything i think this this hits pretty good and the cincinnati defense has done a pretty good job against him so uh i'll leave and- patrick mahomes uh, and DraftKings under- will refund your money if he if he leaves for a drive so that's that's even better I lost a hockey prop because of an injury the other night. I asked DraftKings if they were going to use the same grading procedures they did with Patrick Mahomes, and they said, no, this is different. That's that's literally the response I got. Yeah. Like, no, you want to know different. what the difference was, Andy? You were the only guy that bet that. <laughs> I was the only guy that had Gus Nyquist <laughs> over one and a half yeah. shots on goal. Yes, I know what the difference is. Uh, anyway. Um, guys, let's let's have some fun here. Let's build a same game parlay on DraftKings. Uh, we'll just go through and talk about some guys that we previously previously mentioned. Uh, I'm going to pick the Eagles and the 49ers game. So let's let's build some legs here and see if we can yeah. have some fun here and build a nice uh, plus money uh, uh, leg. So uh, Matt, I'm going to start with you first. What's what's one guy that we need to have in? Uh, our same game parlay is it is it Jalen Hurts? Uh, who do you like? Is it the Eagles' first half? Do we need to throw an Eagles' first half team total in here? 
I um I would go with some Miles Sanders unders on the rushing and receiving. Um, okay. do can do they have the rushing and receiving for Miles Sanders? Can we do the under there? Uh, let me look at receiving. Um, let's see, Miles Sanders receiving yards. Uh, no, we can only play overs on on Miles Sanders. They they're very very sneaky on this one. They will not let you play an under on on Miles Sanders. I think they caught up caught up on that one. Uh, All right, then I'll say another? um play. Let's put in a Jalen Hurts touchdown. Give me Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown then. Okay, Jalen Hurts to throw a touchdown. All right, Andrew, give me another player uh, that we should focus on in this in this right. game. Just the game. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. George Kittle touchdown plus one sixty. Oh my gosh, we're t- we're just throwing in George Kittle to score a touchdown. What? Come on, it's the same okay. game parlay. I'm rocking with it. He's gonna get in the end zone. <laughs> All right. Why? Uh, I am so going. Funny? Why is that so? Because uh, normally you 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 take like an easy one. <laughs> I think he's gonna get in. <laughs> I mean, I, I was gonna give you Jack Stall. That's uh, nineteen to one that Dan likes, but that would be. I don't know if that's same game parlay material. <laughs> All right. So so far we got Jalen Hurts uh, to 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 throw a touchdown. We got George Kittle to score. I am going to go with an AJ Brown. Uh, I'm going to take him over 54 and a half yards receiving. Uh, I think he has a big game with this one. It's the lowest total they'll give me. So we have AJ Brown over 54 and a half. Jalen Hurts throw a touchdown. Kittle to score a touchdown. Uh, Matt, give me another player that we're looking at in this game or some kind of prop. By the way, can I just say real quick, because you mentioned the, the field goal thing at the end last time, and somebody just brought it up in the chat that they liked uh, over three and a half field goals. Um, here's the thing. Uh, by the numbers, uh, they're one and two in least field goals allowed. Um, both wow. of them are allowing one field goal game. I, that's not to say I don't agree with you, Andy. I think Robbie Gould would be the better play of the two. I think Sirianni's more likely to go for it on fourth down and realize the importance of keeping the ball and keeping it away from the 49ers. That's just my one worry, but I would – can we do um, – is there anything with special teams? I, I, obviously, I don't do this very often with regards to this. Um, how they about uh, – let's don't... do this. Yeah. I'm looking here at the uh, team scoring props. What about something like uh, – I mean, obviously, we've kind of – I think the one thing, Andy, from what I could tell is with two touchdown props giving us pluses, we could kind of fudge it a little bit and take something that's a little bit higher priced. So, like – why not like uh you know eagles over 14 and a half points or eagles over you know 15 and a half points i know it's a big number but you can kind of absorb it in there with the pluses okay. that we already have let's mm-hmm. do eagles to have over 15 and a half points for the game agree completely we are at plus 370 right now plus 370 right now um all right uh let's I'm gonna see lock if we this can... in after the show for sure. We're, okay. We're, we're all right. At, le- at least by the weekend, I'm going to have this and we're tweeting it out. We ha- if we're doing it all live on the show, we have to bet it. We will. We will. We will absolutely tweet out. All right, Andrew, your first pick was an in- was it a, a, a risky George Kittle anytime touchdown. Any other player we like in this game? I don't know. I don't get how Andy's calling this a risky play, man. He's getting the end zone. He's finding it. I mean, <laughs> he went off and he went off. He got a lot of catches last week. This time he's going to get one in the end zone. What, what can I tell you? Um, okay. Can I, well, why don't I'm 
why don't I? I'm gonna keep to. Uh, I'm gonna keep to the TD scores if I can. Oh this, one won't be, this one won't be as crazy. Jalen Hurts to get in the end zone. I already. We did already that. have. We, we already have oh, Jalen Hurts. I didn't know you made that. Con- <laughs> I didn't know you made the me and you yes, made that final yes. call. Um, uh, I'll go. Christian- I'll go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ayuk over three and a half receptions. Ah, oh, there we go. That's one I can. Uh, there we go. That's one I can get behind. So we're gonna add Brandon Ayuk over his. Uh, over his. Where is it? Brandon Ayuk over. To get over three. All right, we're almost at five to one here. So I think if we add one more, uh, we're gonna go over. You're making fun I, of me for grabbing a, a plus a plus one sixty guy. You're like, uh, how many more legs can we add to this? <laughs> it's a. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's like, should we go it's for seven? Same, it's the same game. No, we're we're gonna we're gonna. All right, last one. I'm gonna add uh, Jalen Hurts to have thirty or more pass attempts. And that gets us to okay. six to one. Okay. I like that. All right. Okay. So six to one. So here, here's what we have. We have Jalen Hurts over 30 pass attempts. We have Brandon Ayuk over three receptions. Uh, we have the Eagles over 15 and a half points. AJ Brown over 54 and a half receiving yards. Jalen Hurts to throw a touchdown. And George Kittle anytime touchdown score. That is six to one. There we go. That is that is your e- official prop it up same game parlay. Yes, Matt. See, that was that was already wrong because I said I want Jalen Hurts anytime rushing touchdown, but that's all right. It's okay. Oh, I like oh yours you meant too. okay. Well, we already have the graphics, so now it's locked in. So that, that <laughs> so, better hit now. That that better hit. We can't. We need it. I can graphic. change the graphic. I have the technology. <laughs> it's it well That's it, yeah. final call That's Shh, no you don't dan <laughs> all right okay there we go there, there's your same game parlay all right guys let's talk about a couple of uh uh little things outside of nfl and then we'll get to the official best bet andrew uh sometimes we don't talk about futures sometimes we do i love uh before the season that you guys took a couple of <laughs> of futures my favorite was matt taking uh, the Kirk Cousins future that way when he hit, he could brag about it winning late in the season. But if it lost, no one would remember it. So congratulations <laughs> Matt, on that one. Uh, but give us a couple of thoughts on NHL futures uh, real quick minute that we can take advantage of. I mean, isn't that the best part about talking about futures on a show? I mean, it's great <laughs> now. It sounds awesome. But who's going to remember in a couple months? No, look, I'm taking a look at a couple different ones. Um, these are NHL awards. Uh, for the end of the year. And I'll start things off with the uh, defensive award here, uh, the Norris Trophy. And it's really only a battle between a few guys. You've got Eric Carlson. He's at the top right now. He's favored to win it. Um, but you've got a guy in Kale McCarr who won it last year. He was so dominant for the Colorado Avalanche. And guys, the only reason why he's not favored is because he's dealt with injury problems. And this Colorado team in general has dealt with injuries throughout the season which has, has caused them to right now be barely squeaking into a playoff spot. Uh, once this team continues to get healthier and they already have started to play much better hockey, they will start playing better, winning more games, scoring more points. And when Kale McCarr gets back, he's going to be involved in so many plays. I mean, this is a guy that on a nightly basis was getting two or three points, whether it was him scoring the goals, him being on the power play, getting those assists, whatever it might be. I think the price you're getting on him right now to win the Norris trophy as best defenseman in the league is a really, really good price. Let's not forget as well. 
the San Jose Sharks, that's the team that Eric Carlson plays for. They've been trying to shop him around and trade him. But guys, they're asking for several first round picks. They're asking for something that no team wants to pay. And also, to don't forget to mention, his contract is atrocious. If he stays with the Sharks, I think it makes our case even better because the Sharks are probably going to have a really bad second half of the season. I'll take Kale McCarr to win the Norris Trophy this year as best defenseman. And really quick, my other one I wanted to look at in the goaltending department here, the Vesna Trophy, I want to look at Linus Allmark uh, to win the best goaltender of this season. Yes, I know everyone's going to tell me, well, Andrew, it's not really a huge shot in the dark. He's the favorite. Well, guys, he's minus 150. I don't think we'll see minus 150 in a few months with him. We have the Boston Bruins with the best goals against average, top five in shots allowed per game. They're unbelievable as far as their save percentage, not just Allmark, but their other goaltender as well. They do a great job in zone protection. And expected goal numbers for Allmark are out of the world as far as what he's saving compared to what the average goalie would save. So Allmark right now, at the price that we're seeing with him, he might be the favorite, guys, but I think that he deserves to be that favorite. And in one or two months, we might not see this, this good price that we're seeing right now. So these are two props I recommend getting down on. You can get these at multiple books. And these are the NHL award props. That's what you look for under your books. Great job, uh, Andrew. We only got about four or five minutes left. First off, congratulations on your 5% tennis play last night. It was a fantastic call. Uh, great job. Uh, tell everyone what you've got going on this weekend at Wager Talk. Yeah, that was a big sweat, uh, but happy to get it home. Thanks, Andy. Uh, for this weekend, look, we've got uh, NFL, man. We talked about a few props, but of course, uh, there's a few ones I, I like that I keep off the show that I keep for just clients and uh, all access guys. So I think it's a great time to grab a three-day pass for anybody out there. you got college basketball, of course, NHL, uh, NBA props are always fun. And uh, really, it's just one of those times of year where I, I tell people that when there's so much going on, you're releasing things late, releasing things early overnight. It's a great time to have an all-access pass. And, of course, Andy, uh, right now UFC hasn't been as busy, but, man, it's going to be a great next few months. Lots of awesome fights, lots of big cards, and I can't wait for that as well. And uh, I think you and I are going to work on uh, promoting and talking about some UFC a bit more here on Prop It Up, especially as the NFL season winds down. Absolutely. Matt, give us a little bit on college basketball and tell everyone what you have going on at Sports Memo. Uh, yeah, nice uh, nice day yesterday, 3-1-1 one, one in college basketball. Uh, a couple of winning days in a row as we kind of try and find our groove a little bit. And basically, look, we're just in the midst of conference play a little bit. Um, always look for spots. Uh, certainly, there are look-ahead situations. Teams have bigger games be in the game after them. Uh, there are some bad teams that are, are giving some opportunities for potential upsets here. And there's some teams you want to fade, whether it comes to team totals or things like that. Loyola Chicago in A-10 play has been absolutely awful uh, defensively. So you certainly want to try and find spots and teams that you want to fade and play on in certain situations. Uh, and yeah, uh, I don't have any college basketball tonight. It's a very small card. Usually Fridays are a good day to take off. Um, and then uh, obviously plenty of college basketball tomorrow and the NFL prop pack is up, uh, locked in a bunch of props and we're set for the weekend ahead. Go get Matt Joseph's college basketball. He absolutely crushed college football. Uh, success continues in college basketball. Grab that at sportsmemo.com. Uh, I'm Andy from wagertalk.com. We got another 5% play up in the NFL. We're 19 and 8 on these. 
uh, for the NFL season. We're going for number 20, which would just be an amazing run. We've hit our last two. So uh, grab that. It's by far the best thing that we've had going consistently over the last few months. They've just been money. All right, I'm going to do the prop of the week. We talked about him, and it's got to be A.J. Brown over four and a half receptions. The last two number one wide receivers against San Francisco have absolutely feasted. D.K. Metcalf had 10 receptions, and CeeDee Lamb had 10 receptions, over double of what this price is set at. I do think Devontae Smith is going to be a big part of the offense, Dallas Goddard. Should have some support, but the way that San Francisco's secondary lines up, they're fine with going one-on-one with these big guys. Matt did a great job mentioning that A.J. Brown was a little bit upset about not being as involved in the offense as he would have liked. This is a perfect get-right spot for him. He's probably going to have the best one-on-one matchup. So uh, take A.J. Brown over four-and-a-half receptions. And Honestly, if this moves up to five-and-a-half, you're going to get better odds, and I still think it's fine to take that one. So, all right, guys, we got two games, uh, two NFL games this weekend. Let's make it a profitable weekend. Thank you very much, Andrew from wagertalk.com. Thank you very much, Matt from sportsmemo.com. I'm Andy from wagertalk.com. Good luck, everyone. Uh, After this, it's time to get ready for the Super Bowl. Let's have a good weekend. We'll see everyone next week on Prop It Up. Have you checked out all the new handicappers at WagerTalk? If not, here's your chance. You can take 50% off your first daily or three-day all-access purchase at WagerTalk using coupon code TRYWT. Our new roster of experts is 30 deep, covering sports from all around the world, giving you tons of options to choose from. All you have to do to redeem this offer is go to WagerTalk.com, choose a handicapper of your choice, and use coupon code TRYWT at checkout, saving 50% on your first purchase.